Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Kind of a crazy news cycle because after coming off of the um, the uh, State of the Union, yeah, uh-huh. uh, it's kind of like a weird mishmash of the State of the Union, things that were going on, and uh, maybe the earthquake in uh, Turkey. Turkey, which yeah. there's some weird revelation about that. But I think the big news um, that came out of the uh, the State of the Union uh, it was uh, old elephant ears, uh, John Fetterman. Yeah, but that that is this is this is if the guy was rushed to the hospital and it, and it's as serious as they're they're saying, uh, our prayers go out to him, no matter who he is. Uh, he apparently they think may have had another stroke. Now some people are saying he's just in for observation, but I did hear this morning someone say that uh, they believe he had a, another stroke and. Uh, for a guy who has had the type of thing he's had already, I guess it's not uncommon for people who have had strokes to have recurring strokes. Oh yeah, they 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 can happen again. You get many strokes. It depends on the severity. But the question that I have, and I go back to when we were doing the midterms, mm-hmm. his his health question came up. Oh, no, no, I'm fine. And the Democrats, oh, no, no, I'm fine. Yeah. He's fine. But if he was not healthy and they knew it, and I believe they did know it, then in my mind, that election, he should have never been in the election, and that was an Ill- illegitimate election. Now, he did win, supposedly, mm-hmm. and but you know, if, if he can't fulfill his term, well, they have the right to replace him. I would say that's true if... He was indeed healthy when he ran, but if he wasn't, and he was just a placeholder, you know, that so they could get get across the finish line, I have a problem with that, and that means you get a new candidate, we get a new candidate, Doesn't and that happen that goes way, up though. for grabs. They, I, I know what you're saying, and I agree agree with what you're saying, but the fact is, uh, the rules are that uh, a new senator can be appointed by the governor of the state. On an interim basis, maybe they do it. I don't know how. Maybe they do it for two years, or it, maybe they have a another election in two years. I don't know how that works. But I know I think initially, you could make hay out of that. I think you could make you could make a case that that was not quite right because they're not going to. He's not going to give up his medical records. They're not going to give them up. They would fight over that because they would probably lose that argument. And they got a lot of arguments on the table. I remember that, a. Uh, during the election, I believe I remember a story that said that uh, his doctors had suggested he not he not campaign, and he was he went out and campaigned anyway. That's so right. I don't know whether his doctors were a hundred percent on board with him even running. Uh, well, for, that's just it. And if if you can show that they, he was a placeholder, you know that they didn't they didn't have a candidate to run, and they were worried about Doctor Oz, and so they had to run their little Fetterman guy. Yeah, and they did. And, and then I heard that his remember towards the end of the campaign, the mm-hmm. story was being uh, sent around uh, in uh, that apparently his wife, who's from Brazil, uh, right? She would might be appointed to the position of uh, of senator. If and I have a problem with that. Oh, I do too. I, you didn't vote for her. No, and and I, I you know. <laughs> Uh, I, I I think even Democrats would say, 
well, I didn't vote for a guy that was not going to be able to fulfill the role. So it does call for a new fair election. Get a new candidate. We'll put a candidate out there and let's have a special election. Uh, and that's that. Now the Democrats can rally and they would, they mm -hmm. have all kinds of money. Uh, I'm sure that the Democrat would still hold the seat, uh, but let's make it a fair run and not, a. In not what it's appearing to be. Well, I wish him uh, good health. Well, I, I, I wish him Godspeed in recovery. Yeah. But you don't always recover from that, and maybe it's time for him to just go sit on the sidelines. And think of his health. And think of his health and yeah. his family and his wife and collect a check. And, uh, you know, that doesn't stop him from having an opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't agree with his opinions, but that doesn't stop him from having that because Everybody has a say of what they think we should do. The State of the Union, uh, the ratings for Biden's uh, State of the Union are in. Uh, viewership of the speech was down 29% from last year's State of the Union address, making it one of the least watched State of the Union speeches in the past 30 years. Now, I had to watch it because of the show, and I did you watch it, Bill, or did you just get yeah, the Yeah, we were trading text back and forth, I recall. <laughs> That's true. We, we were grimacing. We, <laughs> you still I, watching I, I did not want to watch it, and as a matter of fact, my girlfriend said, you got to watch it because you, you got to talk about it. Yes, she's like, right. Oh, you, I could have read about this stuff and then uh, had to watch it, but I watched it. Oh, I know, I know. And but my it... stomach turned all night because of it, and uh, I, it, it, you know, it doesn't take much in politics to anger me and get me uh, get the blood pressure up. You know, and then um, I don't sleep well and all that neat stuff. You know, uh, Biden is now saying that he's a victim because uh, the Republicans uh, they. They picked on him during the speech. They called him. Wait a, a minute! Whoa, they, whoa, whoa, whoa! They whoa. called him a liar. First blood. They called him. A, they called him a liar, and he, uh, he. By the way, you should have seen the View yesterday. You know, Whoopi Goldberg. These are the people who every second they had a chance yeah. uh, criticized Trump, uh, but they were saying it was so disrespectful. I mean, he is the president of the United States, and I'm thinking, oh, gag me every day on your show when President Trump was president. You did everything you could to uh, bring the guy down, and now you're saying that that because somebody in the audience called him out on a statement that he made, which is what Marjorie Taylor Greene did, she called him right. a liar, uh, and, hey, if the shoe fits, man, wear it. <laughs> as, hey, man, as Joe would say. <laughs> anyway. Hey, man, man, yeah. And, you know, Joe is actually the, uh, I think, the original cat, man, you know. He's the original dude. <laughs> hey, dude, uh, yeah. Social Security uh, on the table because you got to. That's what he said. You have to. We got to get uh, Biden a beret and a cigarette holder and, you know. But hey, dude. if you remember watching uh, the... Uh, you know, you know the thing the other night. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know the, the, state, the state of the union. union. Yeah, that's the ticket. Uh, but he drew first blood. He's a bully, well, and he decided that he was going to attack the Republicans because well, he wanted to be a bully. Well, here's what he said: Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans, want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. <laughs> Contact my office. I'll give you 
a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. That means Congress doesn't vote. Well, I'm glad to see you. No, I tell you, I'm, I enjoy conversion. You know, it means if, if Congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are, they'd go away. Other Republicans say, I'm not saying it's a majority of you. I don't even think it's even a significant but it's being proposed by individuals. I'm not politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. Look, folks, the idea is that we're not going to be we're, we're not going to be moved into being threatened to default on the debt if we don't respond, folks. You know, and the media the media jumps to his uh, aid. Oh, it was a great speech. It was across uh, the aisle. All this nonsense. And like uh, you watched it, Bill. I watched it and mm-hmm. I thought, this this is terrible. You, I, I can I remember the text you wrote. This guy's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I well, thought, well, well, he's sitting there. He, he drew first blood and he's sitting there going, oh, I'm not going to name. I'm not going to embarrass him. The hell you wouldn't. If you yeah. had a name, you'd embarrass him. If you had proof. You would embarrass him because, Joe, you've been around a long time, and we've seen your antics and everything. You like to, you know, you like to get into a scrape. Yeah. And you, if you would have had that specific information, you would have used it. But you didn't because you didn't have it. You were pulling it out of your butt where your brain is. You know, he and- sa- he said something during the State of the Union. Now that we've had a a day for the dust to settle, I mean, he mm-hmm. said a bunch of things that were really kind of dumb. Like he was talking about non-compete clauses. Listen, oh, I heard that. We're getting stiffed, but not anymore. We're getting, we're beginning to restore the dignity of work. For example, I, I, I should have known this, but I didn't until two years ago. Thirty million workers have to sign non-compete agreements for the jobs they take. Thirty million. So a cashier at a burger place can't walk across town and take the same job at another burger place and make a few bucks more. It just changed. But they just changed it because we exposed it. That was part of the deal, guys. Look it up. But not anymore. We're banning those agreements so companies have to compete for workers and pay them what they're worth. You know, he says, he says, look it up. I love when he does stuff like that. He's being a tough guy because he really hasn't got the facts in front of him. Now, I have to tell you, in broadcasting, I had to mm-hmm. sign some non-compete clauses, uh, contracts, because uh, they were paying us better than the average wage, wage, and they wanted to make sure that you didn't uh, use Station A to get a job on Station B across town. So they would put a non-compete clause in. But that being said, I have never in my entire life heard about anybody who's a cashier at McDonald's signing a non-compete clause so that they could yeah, work at Burger King. He is right to the degree there are companies that say, you know, uh, you agree that you're going to learn proprietary uh, information about our business. Right. What he's not telling you is for that to be enforced, you know, they have to give you something extra to sign that little piece of paper. and. That piece of paper is uh, only in force as long as you work for the place because what happens is you have the right to income doing what you do. If you're a clerk at a gas station 
You know, if you're, they cannot force you to go out of your market but to in, get a job. In some broadcasting operations, they will give you uh, on your contract. You will have a non-compete clause that has, even a if severance. they, even if they, re- yeah, remove you, you get paid a certain amount of money. You have to still stay out of the market for like a year. You cannot come back, even if they fire you. If they fire you, they have to give you a certain amount of money because of your contract, but you can't go across the street. You're too new. You're too fresh in the minds of the audience. So, um, yeah, well, they, they claim they own your name and that, you know, but you know, most of the guys that have taken on no competes yeah. have beat them because you have the right to livelihood yes. within that market where you're living. You live in that city. They might've lured you in, but you live there and you shouldn't have to leave town to get a job. Well, there are some states like I think Florida is one of them. Texas might be right another one. Right to work states. Yeah, you you can't have a non compete uh, clause that's effective in any contracts. Uh, but I just thought when he he talked about it, like Burger King, you know, you can you imagine, can you imagine getting a job at at Burger King? Uh, now now you're going to be the cashier, but here's the problem. Uh, if you go to McDonald's, uh, you're going to have to forfeit, forfeit your whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, because we have a certain way we count the change in the drawer. <laughs> yeah. See, most people start with the pennies and work their way yeah. up. We go backwards. It's proprietary information. That's exactly. Right. We, oh, man, I just blew the job. Mm, that's it. Darn it. I was I was going to go work at the new sheets. And, and you know, Joe, he, but Joe talked about it. Do you hear how, he, how serious he was? Oh, like, oh, I didn't know about this until just a little while ago, and boy, oh boy, Burger King and McDonald's. So this is a guy who's only worked in politics his entire career. He's never had a job outside of politics, per, you know, for the most part. And uh, he doesn't know what's going on out there. You know, he does. I'm sure he hasn't got a clue what's happening with those uh, processing plants that are all burning up all, all around the world. Oh, the eggs. Oh, the eggs. Yes. Yesterday, in I think it was Australia, the biggest egg farm in Australia, I think, burned to the ground. In fact, crikey, fifty thousand chickens up in smoke. That's a lot of fried chicken, I'll tell you. But the, yeah. it, it just happened a week and a half ago in Connecticut. Hundred thousand chickens. Is something going on? Is someone trying to do something to our food system? That's that's besides the processing plants that have gone up in smoke over the past six months. Boy, I'll tell you what, Bill Gates has got to be clairvoyant because oh. he invested in synthetic eggs here just yeah. about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden the chickens are, they're brilliant. They're, move. they're clucking away, you know? So, um, you know, when, and, you, and, when you have all the money in the world, you know, speaking of Bill Gates, we're just having a relaxed program today. It's not, it is. not quite as organized as we, we normally do. Who cares? But, Bill Gates was questioned about why he flies private all over the place. Isn't that oh, he's being, got several jets? Yeah, isn't that being hypocritical? You fly all over the place and you tell everybody about how they shouldn't fly and uh, how they should reduce their carbon footprint. And he said, and someone seriously, a person said, a reporter, "Aren't you being hypocritical?" He said, "No, I I buy what do they call them Car- carbon credits." I buy carbon. The billions I buy in carbon credits allows me to fly private. It's like, but Bill, wait a second. If you're worth multi billions of dollars, right? Um, 
the money you spend for all of these little carbon credits, it's nothing to you. You're not making a sacrifice. Carbon credits. You know, industry, when they had to, well, you got to clean up your smokestacks, mm -hmm. they would buy carbon credits. Right. Mm -hmm. So they could pollute away. That's what, that's what uh, Bill's doing. Yeah, he's buying the credits, and is he buying it with real cash, or is this a handshake backdoor Well, actually, deal? he admitted to the fact that he had just bought a company who se that sells carbon credits, and mm -hmm. he's buying the carbon credits from the company that he bought. Wait a second. Uh, it's like buying a car from a car company that you own. You're getting the money back one way or the other, right? Yeah, he's, not, he's paying diddly squat. <laughs> but... Here's here's a piece of paper that we'll just call this stock certificate, uh, you know, BG0101. <laughs> yes. you know. Rules for thee, not for me. And I do believe that he feels that we are the peons. My goodness. We're beneath yes. him. Yeah, yes. I know. My yeah. God. It's like when you hear a John Kerry talk about flying. Uh, do I have the cut of John Kerry? I, I had a, a cut from, oh, here it is. Uh, no, that's not, that's not right. Uh, I had a cut from John Kerry being questioned about why he flies, uh, private all the time. And somebody, he actually lied in, in this audio cut. He said, well, and I fly commercial now. No, he doesn't. I mean, we, they see him coming no. off a plane at the airport. Is that just for show, John? You have, you know, you, it, it's a phony plane. You, you're just coming yeah, off. Could a, you guys push that plane out into the tarmac? I want to get in, exactly. and then you can feel me coming off. I, I have to do it, you know, to keep keep my image up. Yes, um, these guys are amazing, and and they are. You know, we were talking about this off the year about are all conspiracy theories wrong? Are all conspiracy theories hollow? nonsense. What do you think? You Well, my exact thought on that is if there's not some sort of fact mm -hmm. out there to begin with, then you can't have a conspiracy theory. In other words, theory, these it theories come from, there, there has yeah. to be a substance out there. Was the election stolen? Trump had all these big, and I'm just using this, okay, friends, yes. I'm not saying it was stolen, but I I'm do. just saying this is Wait, how no, it started. He's not saying it. I am, but he's not. Yeah. But, you know, you go to Trump rallies, you know, like Butler, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. A town of uh, 28,000. Yeah. Right, yeah. No, uh, 50,000 people show up and swarm the town and overtake it yep. for a Trump rally there. Yep, we saw that. Joe Biden comes out to uh, Montage Mountain here. Yeah. And uh, there's him. Uh, whatever his name is, Cooper from uh, CNN and uh, Anderson Cooper on a stage. Yeah, yeah, and and there are there are four cars in the parking lot, and I'm driving <laughs> most, by, going, most of those are the motorcade. <laughs> yeah, I'm like going, uh, boy, Joe Biden's really uh, pulling them in there, you know. Uh, That's the flies on the poop. That's what I'm well, seeing. Do you remember that during during the uh, uh, was it the midterms when he was going around having quote rallies for candidates? They would go into a civic arena, and he couldn't fill it, so they would put a curtain over half the arena, like a big stage curtain to, to hide the empty seats. Well, you know, Democrats do know how to steal. Yes. I'm not saying they stole. They know how to steal. They, they, they've that. learned it. They read yeah. about it. Yes, yes. They checked out the book at the library and didn't check it back in, so <laughs> we'd know how to steal. Yes. But, you know, this is where 
conspiracy theories come from. When the when the facts don't match or the outcome doesn't match the facts. Yeah. The outcome is he won by a landslide. He is the best president in modern times. Yet usually, in my opinion, when the media doubles down on trying to ridicule you on a theory, when they double down to try to make you look foolish, I I think the, they doth protest too much, you know? It's a, yeah. the old Shakespeare line. Um, when they start to double down, I think, well, maybe there's some truth to this. Maybe what they're trying to do is really put pressure on you not to think about it, to to dismiss it. Um, they well, really, you know what? They double down on the... Uh, on the election fraud thing, think about it. I mean, we had a lot of facts put on the table. There was that movie, 20,000 Mules, where they showed videotape of people dumping boxes of fraudulent ballots into the voting boxes, right? And we're not supposed to to consider that? Nope, that, nothing to see oh, I've here. Heard every, I've heard every argument from uh, all the way down to, did you have permission to film them? Oh, doing that? I know, I know. I'm like going, what? Wait, wait. Okay, so a a camera in a yes. store catching the thief, you know, yes. red-handed. Oh, well, they, they didn't know the camera was they there. Didn't they didn't sign a release. Give you permission. Yeah, they didn't. They sign didn't a... give you permission. So, nanny, nanny, boo, boo. Yeah, they didn't you know, sign a release. Like, Come on. I know. These. The, well, that's what that's what Biden's doing with the State of the Union now. He was. Well, he, yeah. they, they caught him lying. They called him a liar in public, and now they're trying to make the people who called him a liar to be the, the problem, not the fact that he was lying. The fact that he stood up on the podium and lied to everybody in the audience, including television, the American people, that wasn't the problem to the media. It was they broke the decorum of the the proceedings by by yelling he's a liar. Go over to Parliament sometime. And watch how they do their day-to-day -day legislating. They Go on the internet, get the old audio from when uh, uh, Biden was stealing everybody's speeches uh -huh. and plagiarizing himself, and he lied about his college background and everything. Sam Donaldson caught him at that. Yeah. And then he finally admitted, yeah, I lied about this, I lied about that. I've done some dumb things in my life, and I'll continue to do some dumb things. And he is. He's, Take that that's and the do it. That's the only truthful thing he's said in the past 30 years. And he has continued to lie, 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 yeah. and lie some more. He, and by the way, he's a spotlight ranger. And I'm using that because that it described it's a military term that they use. A guy that goes in and um, he breaks everything. Yeah. You know, you know yes. it's, just, it's like what he did, for example, to the job, the job uh, numbers. He, he went into office and he, he, his administration continued to keep people locked down in their houses. People lost jobs. Companies went out of business. So all of a sudden, over the past year, uh, because things are loosening up now because the pandemic's going away, all of a sudden, people start finding jobs. He, the numbers start going up, and he so he races out on the stage and says, "I um, did this exactly, exactly. I did this. Not no more. Uh, not anymore. You know." And I'm sitting there going, "He's he's taking a lot of Trumpisms that he 
you know, hammered into the ground and took away and uh, executive ordered away. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Trump saying, you know, we got to make it in America. And uh, you got to love it. The chutzpah, the cojones, as they would say, of this guy. But, you know, he was on the stage uh, the night before last, and he talked about fuel. Listen to this. Notice Big Oil just reported his profits, record profits. Last year they made $200 billion in the midst of a global energy crisis. I think it's outrageous. Why? They invested too little of that profit to increase domestic production. And when I talk to a couple of them, they say, we're afraid you're going to shut down all the oil wells and all the uh, oil refineries anyway, so why should we invest in them? I said, we're going to need oil for at least another decade. And that's going to exceed. (laughs) And beyond that, we're going to need it. Even his own side, the Democrats were laughing at that comment. In fact, invested in the production. (laughs) This guy's amazing. Um, And he just kept going on. I mean, he... You can always tell when he kind of veered off the script. And that was, I think, a moment. We'll need it for another 10 years. No. no We're going to need it longer than that. We're always going to need lubricants. But let's talk about the green energy thing. Let's talk about the whales washing up and dying uh, off our uh, East Coast because uh, Biden and his green crew have put windmills out in the ocean. The vibrations yeah. are screwing up the whale sonars, and so they're beaching I and dying. That, yeah. New Jersey, so you've New got, Hampshire, yeah. Yeah, you got that going on. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Well, I don't I don't drive a car. I, I ride an electric bike. <laughs> yeah, it has a lithium battery. I, I bring it in the house. I plug it in. I go to bed. That uh, That's a bomb bike, by the way. Yes. The lithium battery, if you overcharge it overnight, Mm-hmm. It gets hot and it blows up and burns your house down. It's been proven time and well, time they, and what time they say? again. They, I think it was, and uh, I want to say it was the Volt. I could be wrong, but one of the car companies said, uh, for the time being, uh, we have a, uh, we're issuing this uh, warning. Uh, don't park your electric car in the garage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't, don't park it there. Well, you yes. know, I, uh, I came back uh, from Boston uh, this past weekend, Saturday, and I pulled into, it, it was interesting. There's a, the guy that owns it. He's a, a real conservative. Yeah. And I pull in and he comes out and he pumps the gas for you, which is a rarity, especially Boy, in Massachusetts. Super service. Yes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I'm like going, yes, uh, fill her up, please. Yes. And uh, yes, get the windows and check the tires and <laughs> yes. make sure the oil is okay. But we're, and he's going, um, he's going, yeah, you do that podcast. I said, yeah, well, I, I do it from here and I do it and you know, Pennsylvania, where I'm from. He goes, did you see that? It was a small little story, uh, and uh, he mentioned the name of the, uh, the the news outlet, but it happened over at uh, on 95 in uh, a little town of Wakeman, uh, just out of Boston, and uh, a guy was racing along in his Tesla, and he wrecked. So, you know, they had to go out there and hitch up the car and tow it. And when they hitched it up, the battery sparked, Oof. and the car blew up into flames. Oof. So the, you know, the little Wakefield or Wakeman Wakefield, I think it's Wakefield. Yeah, yeah, Wakefield Fire Company comes out there. It took them hours to put out the fire and 20,000 gallons of water <laughs> to put out the fire well, of this very car. Green. That's very green. Nothing like wasting some, some water, huh? Eey. Yeah, and what I'm telling you is, uh, and, and, and Biden was bragging in the State of the Union, well, you know, we got the cars, we got the electric cars. 
the batteries aren't safe, the technology is not really there, but it's being shoved down our throat. Friends, don't buy it yet. It's, it's not time. They put some of these cars out. They put the fire out, and they walk away, and they restart. Yes. And the gas and the pollutant that is put into the air from that can't be scrubbed out of the air. Right. You know, the gas that you burn, you know, the, the carbons that you put in the air dissipate. They go away. There was but a not the there crap was from the battery. A FedEx 747 airplane that was carrying a load of lithium batteries, not the big oh, down in Florida, not the big car batteries. Uh, yeah, I'm talking the about ones. the little batteries, but they were lithium, and they weren't they weren't uh, loaded properly. And I guess one of them sparked one like a double A battery sparked. It set all of the batteries on fire. They couldn't, it ended up bringing the 747 down. It crashed. Yeah. These poor pilots, they, it got to a point where they were trying to bring it back into an airport and there was so much smoke in the cockpit, they couldn't see out, they couldn't see their instruments, never mind seeing out the front window. And that was the end. And eventually they were overcome by smoke before they crashed. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's a way to make lithium batteries safe, but you can't take an old battery and throw it in your swimming pool unless you want to. Watch right. it explode. Uh, now, who makes the batteries? China. Right. So we've got technology that we're headed towards, and uh, you know, Biden's going, I want everything made in America. Now, from now on, no company can do anything and build something unless all the parts come from America. Joe, you were behind selling things out to China. Yeah. You sold our oil reserves to China. You've done all of that. The batteries are going to China. And by the way, Lithium, well, they you can it's it's from the dirt in the ground. We have you can talked get it down in Nevada, Arizona, New Hampshire. We have talked over the course of uh, more than a year, on and off, about alternatives to electric. There are, are other forms of fuel out there that we could use that might be cheaper and safer than the electric they're pushing down our throats. We talked about one car, one inventor had. Uh, a, a variation of a water-powered uh, car. You say water-powered car. Apparently, the engine uh, it splits the water into its elements, and it runs. It, yeah. it runs on the hydrogen, and it yeah. runs cost-effectively. And then when it's done, it, the only waste you have is the wa it returns to water again. Whatever residue is left over. It comes out as water again. If you burn hydrogen, the byproduct is water. Yes. Amazing how that works. Actually, it's it's a very simple thing. You can actually make uh, a hydrogen cell. And you go, oh, I don't want to blow the place up. Well, I guess you could make a little boom. But the point is you can make it from stuff that you have in your house right now, and it's called brown gas. That's what they call it, brown gas. As Joe would say, Look it up. Is this a conspiracy theory, Bill? Are we talking about uh, uh, a nonsense story? No, you even mentioned the name of the motor. You had, uh, in the course of our conversation over the year, you may have forgotten, and I can't remember what it, what it was, but there's a name for the motor that runs on water. And now that I've told you that, you probably can't remember the name. <laughs> I can't remember. There's there's different there's different motors out there. There's the Stirling engine. Stirling uh, Stirling engine. The Stirling engine, I think, is what you called it. Yes, it started with an S. 
Uh, uh, the Sterling engine I remember because it um, it's a silent engine. It does certain things. It actually, in a war game, sunk the Ronald Reagan. It There was a armada of ships. They wanted to know. The Navy wanted to know if anybody could get in. It was a woman commander, mm-hmm. and a and the the sub is out there. You could just say, "What submarine sunk the Ronald Reagan in a war game?" And you'll read all about the Sterling engine. It's technology that goes back to the 1800s, and they she snuck up in between the ships. They they couldn't detect her, right? And she went in and she surfaced enough to get the kill shot and show the confirmation, and she killed. The Ronald Reagan, one of the biggest badasses super carriers around. And it showed that we were vulnerable, just like the Chinese did with old technology, the balloon. Just like like we did, too, in the Taiwan Straits last week when we had submarines surface, much to the surprise of the Chinese. Yeah, they they didn't like that. (laughs) Because, exactly. um, You know, it's funny, though, you know. Um, things have happened when we get close to war or Mm -hmm. annihilation. Right. Uh, and you know, since we're going to do the conspiracy thing, let's just go and take a leap here. (laughs) What what did we do to Hiroshima and Nagasaki? We, we we dropped, we dropped an atomic bomb and then Russia came around right after that and dropped, or they, they, they did their bomb, their version. And we got into the cold war, the nuclear arms race and whatnot. What, what started showing up all over the place? UFOs. Ooh. Yes. Now, now now we're getting into the travel channel kind of stuff, you know? Now you had now you had in 47, I think that's when Roswell happened. Mm-hmm. And and the one I forget his name, the officer that investigated the crash, brought home some of the materials from the right. crashed site and woke his son up and said, I want to show you some stuff that you may never, ever get to see again. And he showed it to him. And then Truman sat there. It was material that was as thin as paper that you could squeeze with your hand and crumple it up just like paper. And then when you opened your hand, it would return to its original state with no wrinkles. And and there were these reflective lights of which we've never seen before. And then they they had released the story that, you know, hey, the, we don't know anything about this crap, but we have a UFO. Mm-hmm. And the story got to Truman in the White House. And then he goes, well, wait a minute. People are not going to rest at night if they know that there's something out there bigger and badder than us. Yeah. So they squashed the story. They did everything they could. Then they had Project Blue Book. Which I was think that was like- during Eisenhower's. Uh, I think Eisenhower started Project Blue Book. I could be wrong. I think he did. Well, it, it started back around that time. But see, now that was a cover-up thing. There were three projects, Grunge, Eisenhower, and there was another one out there. And they were all out there to bring these scientists together right. and kind of you know, make them think that, oh, you're doing something Project great. Project Blue Book, yes. And you were, you were, you were gathering information. So the government could see what was going on, but then on the same behalf, you know, they were trying to squelch everything. I think in 1969, Blue Book went away. They had some other projects, but they had a they had a guy who ran Project Blue Book. I can't remember the scientist's name. He kind of believed in aliens, but he was told by the government to suppress everything. He went out to one site where there was. 
FedEx uh, or something like that. Yeah, there was it was a confirmed site that he went to. I mean, people were saying we saw this bright light. It was not uh, any, anything from this world. We we're sure of it. We saw it with our own two eyes. And apparently, during the course of the investigation, he led the locals to believe that they were right. That that it was, you know, something to be concerned about. But well, then, but, but but then, when he went to issue the report for the government, he called it swamp gas. He called yeah. it swamp gas, and the locals couldn't believe it. The locals yeah. said, "Wait a second! He's he's talking to us all this time, asking us all these questions. He's agreeing with us that it's something we should be concerned about." And then he goes and says nationally, "It's nothing to see here. It's swamp gas." They they did say that in at one of their meetings he was called away for a government phone call and he was on the phone for quite a, a a long period of time and they believe that's where he was given his orders to suppress this thing but that's what happened they say in in roswell roswell yeah. they said was something that was suppressed well now somebody made the comment one time you know i won't believe in this ufo stuff until i see them land in the white house lawn well, back in the 50s, I think it was 52. Yeah, it, it almost landed them. Yeah. Yeah, there, there were the five of them that came around and circled around. This went on for a week. And as a matter of fact, now they don't say that there was any contact with them, but yet yeah. they say that's when the aliens expressed, all right, the, right, and the government said this, that they were concerned about our nuclear activity. Yes. And that we were going to not only destroy the planet, but the things that uh, can come from this planet and for other life beyond this planet. And it's not the only time that they have been visiting over the White House or somewhere in the Nevada, Arizona area and different areas around the country. But I, I bring all this up. You say conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy. The government actually still tracks UFOs. I think, what is it they call it now? They call it... Um, well... I don't know. Do they have an official department now? I don't think right now. I think they just. Yeah, they do. Actually, they do. No it, kidding. Yeah, it, uh, they started it back in uh, the 70s. AT, uh, ATIF, I think is ATIF. Yeah. I, I mean, all right. Yeah. They, okay. they, they track all of that stuff. But now it's interesting because there are still military. Uh, the, I think in 69, they quit doing it, supposedly, mm -hmm. when the Blue Book went away. Then no, they then they then they, had, then they had the Tic Tac in two thousand four. Remember the yeah. Tic Tac video? The Tic Tac yeah. video was uh, they were flying along these uh, uh, terrific Navy fighter pilots, and uh, they picked up on their radar in their video what looked like a Tic Tac, and they yeah. they locked in on it and they followed it. It was doing these incredible maneuvers. I mean, it would go and along. Then it took off at seven thousand miles an hour, and it would do a right turn. If there were yeah. any human being in there, they would have been made into soup when it when it made such an yeah. abrupt turn. They didn't know what this thing was, and they released it. But I heard about three years ago, they had second thoughts again. Maybe it was two years ago, and they started to put things. Uh, they started to back off on their openness with regard to UFOs. But I think the horse has left the barn. I think yeah, the the horse is out of the barn on this now. They, they they've been reporting. They they do report now, and yes. they do chase, uh, ironically, and and things of that nature. The on average, you know, up until about a year and a half ago, it was about 149 sightings. I say a year and a half ago, 
uh, since then. Now, what has happened since then? We're hypersonic. Again. Yeah, hypersonic. hypersonic. Yeah. And we're, there's the threat of nuclear war. You've got, uh, uh, you know, Kim in North Korea. You've got yep. China. You've got Russia. You've got the United States. We're Iran. Talking about, Iran. Mm -hmm, we're talking about maybe in the year to come. Even psychics are saying this is the year that a nuke is going to fly. And even the aliens said in our lifetime, supposedly. Now, I, I, I wasn't there. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just going by what I've read in, from government stuff. Yeah. That, oh, yeah, you know, something's going to happen. Well, now, all of a sudden, in the past year and a half, there have been over 500 military sightings of UFOs. Well, you know what the and problem is? On? You know what the problem is? In 1947, in 1947, they could keep things quiet. They could. You can't they do could, it now. Well, yeah, because there was no social media. The world is a smaller place now. For example, they can say in the U.S. we're not going to track, uh, you know, flying saucers anymore. But they have Chile and Peru and all of these South American countries that have a very open policy about tracking. Italy is a big proponent. They've talked in their legislature about being open about these things, and they talk about the sightings they see. So there are other countries that are being very, very, uh, very open to all of this information. You can't keep it a secret here. Well, you can to a degree, and here's why. Because uh, I heard this statement by some little schmuck somewhere, but it made sense to me. Mm -hmm. They're going, because you would go, well, the president can do whatever he wants, and he can, he can declassify it, and he can, he can go, what is that information? Apparently, um, Clinton wanted to get information. He really couldn't. Right, I heard Obama about that. Obama wanted to get information. He couldn't. And no, wait, but you, are, you, you have to believe, you have to believe what they're saying, though. You have to believe these people are. They wanted the information, but nobody would tell them. And, and here's I, why. And, and I don't know whether I trust Clinton or Obama. So I'm just saying. Well, you know, uh, Trump wanted information, and he couldn't. And of course, you know, the left wouldn't give it to him anyway. And that same would go for Joe. Yeah. But there is a deep state. There's somebody that knows and has, you know, if there right. ha has been any contact, they know. But as somebody put it, they said, you would never tell a president anything about that because they're a part-time That's right. Employee. He's temporary. He's temporary. He's temporary. He's, he's here for four years, maybe. Well, that's why they took years max, and that's he's why gone. That's why a lot of people are saying they didn't tell him about the balloon. Exactly. They didn't they, tell him see, about the balloon. He's not really, we don't have to tell the president. I mean, he's only going to be here for a little while longer. Right. We're the real power behind the government. That's it. The millies and the whatnot that yes. control everything. So if you were wondering why we got into this, it all goes around full circle to, you know, these people, the deep state, the military, it's a deep, it's a deep abyss. And you just said two words, deep state, and there, in my opinion, there is a deep state. People have tried to poo-poo that too. Oh, there's no such thing as deep state. That's That's another conspiracy theory. No. No, those, so, those, are the, those are the permanent residents. Those are the guys. You want to know who members of the deep state are? Look to, look to the power brokers who are in office no matter what political uh, party is in power. I mean, guys like the Millies, 
You know, he 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 still lives. They stay even after yeah. Trump's gone, after Joe's gone, yep. after Pelosi's exactly gone. Exactly right. So what are we voting for? We're voting to feel good. We're voting to feel good. We're voting to feel... So now we're starting to sound like... Uh, what a conspiracy was that theorist. <laughs> yeah, we're starting to sound like Woodstock in... Uh, you know, uh, the fish song or whatever it, uh, ever it was. Who are we fighting for? You what know? are we fighting for you? Woody Guthrie? Yeah, uh, yeah, whatever it yeah. was, you, you were starting to sound like that. You were, were uh, there's just a lot of different things. that Or, or George Carlin. George, George Carlin always made fun of the government and the real power brokers of the world, the people that own this planet. Yeah. And they ain't in D.C., and they ain't you and me. Those are the guys, you know, by the way. Like, some of those guys were, attended the World Economic Forum about three weeks ago. In Davos. They think they run the planet. And you know what? All I'm saying is we got to start paying attention, and we got to start, you know. Let me give you another little line. conspiracy, Bill, before I forget, because it kind All of right, leads into what we're talking about. <laughs> this was something I heard this morning, and I thought, wow. And I saw some video on it, too. Uh, right. the, the video they showed was in Turkey at 3 a.m. in the morning before the earthquake. You know, So it's dark, 3 a.m. These are security cameras. And all of a sudden, you start seeing flashes of blue in the sky. Now, they weren't transformers going off because the earthquake hadn't started yet. There was a noise, and there were flashes of blue. And then later on, I guess a couple hours later, the earthquake took place in, uh, in Turkey. And some people are saying there's a correlation between the two and that it wasn't totally a natural thing. They had a geologist interviewed. And, and I don't know the man's name. I should get it. Maybe if I can find his name, I'll, I'll have the audio later on this week. But this, this gentleman said, look, at when I was with the oil industry, we used to use sonar to find right. different deposits of different types of minerals. We could find, as we were searching for oil, we could send a signal down at a certain frequency, and we could tell whether uh, there was metal you know, in the ground down here or whether there was, they use another frequency and they tell whether there's oil deposits. This is how they found what they, what they eventually would be drilling. And it, he said, but if you want to really cause a problem, send a lot of different frequencies down at the same time. A loud sonic disc, you know, what do they call it? Uh, discordance. Uh, it, it will cause the ground to vibrate violently. And he said, you know, he said he believes that the earthquake in Turkey was the result of Turkey not doing something. I think they didn't join, or they backed out of something very important with NATO. NATO. Yes, exactly right. And, and so they got punished. They got punished. And, and this is what is, uh, this isn't Jim Harrington's conspiracy theory. This is a conspiracy, this is a theory that was presented in they're presented by people with credentials. They're not presented by someone off the street with an idea, you know? Right. And I thought to myself, you know, it sounds so preposterous, but then again, they always do when there's truth behind it. Do you know? Yeah. Well, you know, if you've seen the, the ads, you know, metal detectors and, 
you can go out and find treasures right. and treasure. And I like to do that. It's fun to do. You know, go to the beach somewhere, and uh, you, you never know because the tide can wash in something new and yeah. wash it out the next day. But and and you look at the magnetic core of the Earth, which which right now it is actually reversing and going the other way. You know, it's something that happens every so many years, and we are going through a natural change. Mm-hmm. In the inner core of the Earth, which changes everything. Sounds like a conspiracy theory to me. But yeah, <laughs> God, God's getting even with us. Yeah. But, but if you want to know, the, there are different healing frequencies. Uh, there's even uh, there's even theory and music. Back in the '40s, we changed the uh, the note A. I uh, forget what it was like. 444 hertz. We changed it to 440. It's a little bit off. And the Beatles and Michael Jackson, like John Lennon, imagine, they went back to the original tune. The pure. pure. Yeah. And all of a sudden, every song that's ever done that has been a number one hit. But the resonant frequency of the earth, everything has a resonant frequency. And have you ever been feeling bad? Oh, sure. I just feel weird, yeah. And you lay down on the ground. And it just feels good to lay down your head next to the ground because you're getting in tune with, I'm not trying to sound like some cosmic guy. It sounds like 70s stuff for me. (laughs) The earth is like, you know, 7.83 hertz. That's the resonant frequency of the planet. But you get away from it. I don't feel good. I'm going to lie down on the ground here. Go lie down, man. Hey, lay in the grass. Don't touch the grass. Lay in the grass. You know, if you the, can hover, man. There hey. is, there's, you've heard of things called med beds. Maybe you've heard these. Yeah, oh, med beds. A lot of people have said that the that industry has developed these healing beds that they won't put into production or haven't put into production because the deep state doesn't want them released because they want. They want certain. Uh, they don't want everybody to live. Okay, <laughs> they don't. They don't want us all to get better if we have something wrong with us. They would prefer that we shuttle, uh, shuffle off our mortal coil, as they would say. That being said, uh, these med beds supposedly work on. I believe one of the one of the elements of these med beds is sound. It's, yeah, it's, it's resonant frequencies. There's two things that do healing. And you can look them up. You can look up the the frequencies, the resonant frequencies. Would would one be light? Uh, Well, there are red, blue, yellow, and, uh, you know, uh, different lights uh, that actually work on your skin, that can tighten your skin and change your tone and color and change your mood. Um, Yeah. Because they're they're LEDs in different frequencies. I'm not into all this crap, but I do do read different things. But you sound pretty good. Keep going. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, the one thing, let, let's just say that you're you're a senator and you had a stroke, you know, and all the little neurons in your brain are all messed up and not going, connecting right. Or let's say that you had a deep uh, a, a deep wound in your arm and it's not healing. Right. Uh, you get into a hyperbaric chamber. It's an oxygen chamber. Sure. It's pure oxygen. Yeah. And... Burn burn victims. They use them all the time for burn victims. Yeah, and you naturally heal. Yeah, that's you true. Naturally heal. Well, I'll give you an example. Nope. Jay Leno. I, Jay Leno was badly burned about four or five months ago. 
and they took him to the hospital, and they did, I believe, a lot of these uh, types of treatment, hyperbaric treatments. And right. if you see him now, he looks pretty good. Yeah. Very few Hey, look, scars. you know, it can help you with uh, bones. They can help you with skin. It can help you look and be feel young again. It can help you with, uh, you know, your, your heart. You know, you uh, heard Biden, you heard Biden talk about his uh, his effort to uh, cure cancer. You know how he's going to put a full court press on. He said that during the State of the Union. Part of me, and there's a a large faction of people out there who believe that the pharmaceutical people probably already have a a cure for it. They just haven't released. Do you believe that there's any well, truth to that? Yeah, because uh, look, okay, a hyperbaric chamber. Maybe ten years ago, could cost you fifty or a hundred, hundred grand or more. Right. You can get one now for about ten thousand bucks. You can actually get one that is uh, like a balloon one that works the same way, and you're inside sealed, and you can get that for about two or three thousand dollars. It's within reach, and you know as far as the healing frequencies and different things like that, you can buy that, and you can buy that for pocket change. You, you know can how- you can do that. The lights you can buy from Amazon if you wanted to. Get your skin to tighten up without surgery. Yeah, you can do that. Twenty ten, minutes. A ten day years ago, I bought uh, some external hard drives for my computer system. Ten years ago, they were mm-hmm. like two hundred fifty gigabytes. They were supposedly phenomenal. They were the size of a book, of a of, of a hardcover book. A couple of days ago, I bought a two terabyte external hard drive, and it's half the size of my iPhone as far as length goes. And mm-hmm. it's it's maybe a third the width of my. I mean, it's it's a solid state drive. It's so thin, and it's so much more powerful. And I only say that it's also much more affordable affordable than the uh, the one that I bought ten years ago. You know, ten years ago, That's amazing. Two hundred fifty gigabytes might have cost me two hundred fifty bucks. Now I can buy two terabytes, and it cost me like one hundred thirty nine dollars. And it's it's faster. It holds more stuff. The stuff you can store in it. I think to myself, will I ever will I ever fill this thing up? Will I ever fill it up? Because it is so much. It's got more yes, space on that. I can put the New York Public Library, all of the books I can put onto that drive and still have space. You will fill it up. I remember taking a job in radio when radio was getting into the realm it's in now with yeah. where it's virtual and and I went down to Florida and I you know, I bought a, a computer that I put what was considered a big bad yeah. you know, drive in it. And I, when I say that, it had like 20 megs, you know. Right. I, thought, I got a supercomputer. Yeah, I remember that. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, and I thought I had something, and uh, three months later, I'm going, wait a minute, they got something out now? It's, it just came out, it's a terabyte? Yeah, you can get a quarter terabyte uh, that's affordable. That that terabyte's going to be, oh, you don't want to do that. And I'm like going, well, you know, uh, this computer right here, it's got 10 terabyte in it, and it's nothing. Yeah. And, you know, it's, somebody goes, 10 terabytes? What are you doing well, with that? Well, let me put it this way. I can go out and shoot a movie. Right on my video camera, with all of the with all of the outtakes too. But not just the. Mm. I'm not just talking about the clips you use for the movie. 
I can shoot the whole movie, outtakes and all, and probably store all the video on that drive. Mm-hmm. On that one little drive that I can hold in my shirt pocket. You know, uh, See, what is, happens when they, when they create more space, they create more room for more code and more elements yeah. that they can add. That's true. And that's where artificial intelligence gets, uh, g- comes to light. Um, you know, probably the one thing that's holding back artificial intelligence is they've got to find a way to have a floating drive to where the space is infinite, mm. you know, and it goes beyond the, the you know, the terabytes and whatever. We have, that. um, we've had an interesting conversation today. Right? Boy, About, I'll tell you what. We've gone in, <laughs> in, we've gone in so many different directions, but it's, but it's, it's fun and it's appropriate because there are a lot of theories out there. People are talking about a lot of things. We talked about that theory about uh, the earthquake in, in Turkey. That sounds preposterous, but people are talking about that. You know, they said that uh, you could never salt the weather and make weather change. But it they has can. happened. Yeah. They can. Uh, we There's a lot of things that we can do uh, that, uh, you know, 20 years ago, you said, oh, get out of here. That, that, that'll never happen. And it's changing overnight. And they do say, you know, AI is going to hit singularity form in less than seven see, years, which means we're done. The other side counts on the counts on the fact that there's a lot of people who really aren't paying attention. These are the people who are spending more time doing their video games and, and doing their sports on TV and just don't care much about politics or what's going on in the world. And when, when they do glance at politics and, and what's going on, if they hear somebody say something like what we just said, they think, oh, that's silly. You know, that's well, preposterous. Here. Here, here's a wild idea for you. Uh-huh. All right. So, you know, there's people that are talking about they want to be, they want their conscience planted inside of a. Uh, oh, I've heard that. Uh, a, a robot with artificial intelligence. Yeah. Let's just say, because now you have the, the infinite size and maybe something the size of a thumbnail, it doesn't need power. You know, you could create a virtual world and your body's getting sick and they could take you and give you the world of your dreams and transplant you into that virtual chip and you live there forever. Okay, Rod Serling, let me ask you a question, okay? <laughs> let me ask you a question. They, I've heard the same theory, but... You know, I think I think Elon Musk wants that. He wants yeah, to have he does. His, but if you take, is it a copy of your consciousness now that is going to to the AI, or are you moving your consciousness from your physical state into the computer? Think about that for a second. Can we take our consciousness that we have in our bodies and transfer it to a computer? Well, the one thing that I did read once... You're not giving me an answer. Okay. No, I am. This is my answer. Okay. Give me a chance. Okay, Rod. The one thing I read once, if you can think it, you can do it. So you're saying that the day might come in the future when you'll be able to... Yeah, you could do it. If someone has cancer, for example, example, and and let's say they're a brilliant mind or anybody, but say it's a, a genius and he's got cancer... They may come along and say, "Look, you're going to die, but we can we can take your consciousness and we can move it to 
this computer over here into these chips, and you will live yeah. on. I think there was a movie about that. You you uh, can you can live live on in you know for, yeah. uh, for an infinite until amount they of time. unplug you. Until <laughs> you have well, a, not until not, you if, have a, not if this chip is a memory and it's there because oh, that's if like solid state, right? Like solid state right, chips. Solid state, it's there. So you could sit there and organically be planted oh, that's into kind of, something. That's kind of boring, though. I mean, sitting around all day long. No, because a solid all, state you, chip. You, you take everything that you want. Yes, and it's it's plugged into that. So you have your and own since, world. You, you're living in your it, own world in that chip. And if 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 uh, AI becomes wait a second, you know, wait, goes wait, into wait. singularity, wait, it could it could grow. We're onto something here. So you're saying that if I'm like an old guy with a gut, right, I can go into you that be chip a young and, stud forever. Well, I think that's a good way to end the program. <laughs> hey, there's hope for all of us. I, I like it. That sounds better and better. Hey, if you want to call us, 833-538-7868 is the number, 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com or mail at crnamerica.com. There's only one problem with this whole thing. What's that? You know, you get in that chip and you find out Biden's the president. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, God. You ruined it. <laughs> Have a good day, buddy. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>